0: was the night before doomsday all the creatures were stirring another bomb rocked the house hopefully this scenario will never see the light in this new decade to come they all say peace is the answer yet only a few really strive for it the message of peace versus war seemed to be the dominant factor in hardcore music of the 80s this generation strived to project a message of awareness Now it's just a matter of someone taking you seriously, and not only listening to the anger, but also to the truth written out of frustration and hope. So welcome to 1990. Appropriately, the Poisson was created to expose the hardcore powerhouses, the sheer aggressive vigor of a style of music that won the minds and hearts of many, but was ignored by the masses. Poisson intended to expose the brutal determination of sound and lyric, those crazed speed riffs or rampant rhino-charging beats. A barrage of adjectives became its trademark, and for some seven or eight years, this column sought out that hardcore spirit. Alas, here is the last installment of the Bus Zone, a collection of the unofficial top 100 slabs of raging mayhem that kept the excitement alive through the 80s. If a thank you list was compiled to show appreciation to all the groups and individuals who helped out and gave support, it it would last the next six issues. So to all of you, past and present, thank you ever so kindly. It's been more than just a lot of fun. Of course, many will disagree with this list. Only one release by each band was chosen, since thousands of hardcore releases came out during the 80s. Some oversights are inevitable, but enjoy the list and enjoy the music. It's everlasting and the memories are worth remembering. Walk confidently into the future and keep the faith Domo Arigato, head.
1: Welcome to the Kings of Punk Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Hammer. To my left, Gary U.S. Bombs. And to my right, Jake Razor. And today is the first episode of... Of our annual March Mayhem series, where we go through a specific topic or item or whatever, and we kind of—I guess it's a tournament. I guess we have a
0: wide array of releases that are connected in some way. Yep, and bands uh, and whatnot. We generate a tournament bracket, and then we discuss through a series of matchups which records are better than which other records, eventually crowning a champion. As uh, some of you may be aware, there is another tournament that happens in March with a similar name that's copyrighted. So March Mayhem, it is. And last year, we worked our way through the Slap-A-Ham Records entire discography.
1: Yep, slap Records, label founded by Chris Dodge in the early 90s. Chris Dodge of Spaz, a bunch of other different bands. You probably know them if you're into underground hardcore, power violence, fastcore stuff. That was very fun. I had a really good time doing that. A uh, lot lot more to dig through. Lot some of those releases were kind of, you know, a little rough I would say at times. Um and I think this year I've had a great great time listening to the records this year. What are we doing who, this who, year? Who won,
0: who won last year by the way for those keeping track?
2: Crossed out, crossed out discography, discography. record. Yeah. 90 to 93. What the, what was that up to up against? That was up against, I want to say it was the no-comment, downsided 7-inch.
0: That's a toughie, yeah. Yeah,
2: that was a tough one. That's a tough one.
0: So this year, I'm really excited for this. Uh, We're working through a list of releases that is near and dear to my heart when I first encountered this list, which, uh, spoiler, there's no randomized seeds. This is a randomized seeds. This is a ranked list that was a big influence on me when I saw it back in high school. Introduced me to a lot of releases and helped shape my taste in music. We are doing a tournament bracket of the Puss Zone unofficial top 100 of the 80s.
1: And Puss Zone top official 100 of the 80s created by Puss Head,
2: a.k.a. Brian Schroeder.
1: Yes, yes. Known Uh,
2: for his... Band Septic Death, back in the '80s. Yep, his, uh, formed in
1: 1981. In also, illustrator. You've probably, you absolutely have seen a design he's made, most likely by the band Metallica for the band Metallica.
2: Also, former columnist for uh, Thrasher magazine, Skateboard so yes. this, this
0: is derived from his uh, plus zone column in Thrasher, which covered music. Very, very prolific guy. Septic Death, great band, formed in '81. Uh, over in Boise, Idaho, where I don't think there was much else going on. So they were a great band. He wrote for multiple zines back then. He wrote record reviews for Maximum Rock and Roll, had a very distinctive writing style. You know, I think part of the reason people are so fascinated by Pusshead to this day is because his art, his musical taste, the music he made, and his writing style are all kind of congruent with each other and
1: are all pretty pretty distinctive. Truly uh, an, an influencer in a sense. He essentially framed... Term the co- uh, coined the term emo is by that describing true? Embrace. He described Embrace as emo core. I did not know that. And I remember there's like Ian McKay being like, we're called emo as if like, I don't know what that is, as if hardcore isn't already emotional enough, you know, and it's, all right, I don't know why I did that yeah, voice. Well, I don't know why he's Kermit it's the Frog. That's almost Rams. what he sounds like. I'm,
2: I'm Ian McKay. <laughs> he's I'm friends with Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm friends <President> with Joe Rogan. Friends <laughs> <President> with Joe
0: Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> of like Jordan B. Peterson so, over here. Uh, I mean, clean your room. That would be like a, a minor threat thing, I think. That's pretty straight edge. Clean etched.
1: your room.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah. anyway. But I yeah, think uh, truly... had,
2: he also probably brought a lot of uh, international bands oh, attention yeah. to yeah. Uh, Ameri- the uh, American uh, hardcore fans. Yeah, yeah. 100%. A,
1: if it wasn't for him, Gizm wouldn't be as, as like, well known as well he had a record label post mort which put
0: out some good u.s stuff too but also if you, if you want a hardcore punk compilation to check out probably number one i'd recommend is the cleanse, cleanse the bacteria, bacteria comp it's got bands from norway it's got bands from all fucking over
2: it's got poison idea yeah yep and if you look uh, at fucking
0: um
1: siege siege, siege oh, okay. is on there
0: yeah and if you look at all the bands from all over the world he liked and how he wrote about music tends to describe things as uh sort of In these sort of ferocious horror movie terms and uh through his writing and through this list and the music he made and through his artwork uh some of which was eventually used by metallica and nike and shit he really blew up i think you can see a continuity in the kind of things that appeal to him and the sort of taste he had and a sensibility that is very coherent which i admire in any artist and which i think makes someone's brand and style tend to be enduring is when it's coherent and cohesive in that way so this list made a big impact on me back in the day. It was great revisiting everything, and I'm excited to get into our preliminary round here and see which records move forward to the next round. And yeah, we
1: got some interesting matchups for interesting you. Interesting matchups. So essentially, we're, to break it down, the timeline for you, I think we're going to end up doing six episodes. Um, the first, the first two, are very heavy because obviously, with a hundred bands, a hundred releases, I should say. Yes. Uh, it's we're going through a fucking lot.
2: We got 36 matchups this round this and then round. we got 32 the next one. Yeah, so, so
1: a, a lot to go through. So bear with us. We're trying to go we this we'll try and not make as as long as possible. I think some of the matchups will inevitably inevitably be like maybe a little more obvious. Some of them have been pretty difficult in my head. Yeah. Like I've only recently like and that we've been listening to these records for probably like two th- weeks or so, yeah. Um, if not longer, yeah, probably. I longer. mean, I think so, I
2: started back in like, it might have even been like December. Uh, so
1: yeah. I don't know. Like it's 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 hard to make a decision. Some easier than others, though. Yeah, I've posted. Oh, yeah,
0: I've posted this online, but just to say it on the podcast. Um, if you want to listen to everything in the preliminary rounds, we have a playlist over on the Kings of Punk podcast YouTube channel. You can follow along there, and we'll be posting every other round as they are generated so that you can do this along with us uh, I'm going to try to post the actual list with the matchups on Instagram too but it is all on YouTube so you can I, if you haven't heard a lot of these records I think all of them are at the very least worth hearing and uh, it should be a good interdu- introduction to what Pusshead's art and work is all about as well and introduction to a lot of great hardcore records
1: do we want to get started sure go ahead and get so, started I guess the rules this is how we're going to do it uh, we're going to talk about each matchup for about three minutes and then we're gonna go three one of us whoever three two one and then we're all gonna choose we're all gonna say what record we choose try and, and make it as quick as possible you and know
0: then, uh, so are we gonna and then are we gonna say why after that after we can
1: talk a little dance? bit why about why yeah. you know i i think the why i think we'll have most of the why we're doing it as we're discussing as we're discussing rackets, it yeah um and, and some of them the way i approached it i try i left my biases of the band's discographies out of it yeah so i uh, like anti-simics good example love anti-simics the anti-simics record that he chose not my favorite i can't go and i'm i'm not going oh i like anti-simics as a band more than the other record I'm not doing that. I'm just going, it's just that record versus that record. I'm not taking into account anything else the band had done. At the
0: yes, game. and I, I will note that he makes a point that it was one record per band. Yeah. So he, that was a limit that he put on his own things. And again, these are all strictly from the 80s. Yep. And this was, again, the final installment of Puss Zone. So this was his way of capping off the 80s hardcore and extreme music scene. By picking a hundred of his favorites and calling, you know, calling it quits on that column and thrasher as we move forward to the next phase. So, for our first matchup, we have the Seven Seconds Committed for Life EP from 1983. It's up against the Veruca's EP from 1981. Uh, Verrucker's EP is on Inferno Records, which is a was like a punk and oi label out of Birmingham, UK. Committed for Life is on whatever the fuck Squirt Down record is. Is probably like a another small label i know they were seven seconds of course were famously based out of reno nevada Reno, nevada two two sets of brothers yep i have a seven seconds stick and poke tattoo on my chest that looks pretty bad uh great band very influential band i would say super influential on the aesthetic and ethos or less so the aesthetic more so the ethos of the youth crew movement that would end up being quite popular a few years later um, now I had,
1: a, I, had a bit of a, I, I think they were kind of definitely developed into more of a melodic kind of hardcore. Yeah,
0: you can hear that on these early releases too. Yeah. Though he's like singing, singing. Um, I guess now would be a decent time to note that Pusshead was straight edge. Not everybody knows that, which is I didn't know though I given, guess I kind yeah. of
1: figured that makes sense.
0: And Veruca's, of course, were a classic UK eighty two slash just hardcore punk band from the UK, very similar to Discharge musically.
1: Formed in like seventy nine, I believe. Yes,
0: yeah. You know, we've talked about Veruca's in private before. I haven't gotten your guys's opinion on Seven Seconds. So, what did what did you think of this matchup?
1: I thought it was it was interesting. Um, seven Seconds, I do like as a band. I don't think I've ever heard this record before. So, I like their other records, the stuff like I think After It a little bit more. Uh huh. But I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Like when does it come out? Eighty one, eighty two. 80, 83, Eighty-three, but I believe it was recorded prior to
0: that. This okay. was. It sounds I, like it. this is yeah. from. They have a lot of very lo-fi demos very from titty. the early '80s mm-hmm. that were recorded on boomboxes.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I would. This, there's other seven seconds material like more. That's kind of where I came out of it.
2: I mean, if that was recorded on a boombox, it does sound like not bad for that. I don't know if I this know if that that one was. I
0: don't know if this one was, but it, I think they were demo tracks that came out on a 7-inch later cuz they put out a, a number of demo cassettes. I mean, Reno, they were kind of on their own in the scene yeah, there. Definitely. And uh were a big part of developing the scene there. I don't, they wouldn't have had one if it wasn't for that band cuz that's kind of how it was in the 80s. Yeah.
1: Yeah, every every city has their own band, you know. Yeah. The idea of a scene at a place for the most part, it was that was pretty much relatively uh list, like you know set for like big cities like in new york chicago detroit yeah m- musically it's
0: definitely it it's you can hear the minor threat influence it's not like real heavy hardcore i will say very good kind of clever riffing at a sort of steady fast pace the most distinguishing feature of musically is definitely i think kevin seconds's vocals very melodic kind of singing vocals which you don't mm-hmm. hear very often on a hardcore record
1: yeah i like that what do we think of the verruca's
2: this is a, this is a good seven inch um I will say I think the b side is stronger than the a side of it because uh mm-hmm. that song soldier boy is that's a very catchy song like catchy one yeah. yeah and then also never again is a really good song too
1: I like seven seconds not my favorite Veruca stuff Oh, yeah, um, I,
2: you know, compared to, say, most, uh, another religion, another this, war yeah. or something.
0: This might be my favorite Veruca stuff. The recording quality is a lot rawer and shittier,
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: and I think it serves them well, particularly with regards to the vocals. I mean, it just sounds so subterranean, and uh, it sounds mean. It's a really vicious yeah. record, and uh, all the songs on it are really killer. It's just pretty... You know I said similar to discharge, but a little bit more sing songy especially on this record, but like barely, and it just that recording quality of it is is filthy I mean this is like archetypal uh, raw d beat raw d beat stuff yeah. for sure,
1: yeah, I like the the fart at the end of one of the, the second song I think yeah yeah, that's funny well let's you know what let's get to it three two, one Brugger.
0: I had a feeling that was going to happen. Clean um, sweep. Like I said, I got a Seven Seconds tattoo, and I, I still got to say Varukers take the cake on on this one. Uh, really raw, nasty record, uh, and also I think they were one of the earlier like UK eighty two type bands I got into back in mm-hmm. high school. Um, so Varukers move forward to the next round. Uh, those were just to give pussheads ranking, which I'm going to do at the beginning from now on. Uh, that was Seven Seconds was number sixty four. Verrucchers were number 65, so it's 64 and 65 facing off against each other. And again, and again right. there were a number of records that got first-round buys because they were ranked highly yeah, enough. Yeah, the
2: first, the first 28. 20, first
0: 28, yeah. On to the next matchup here. We have the Process of Elimination compilation 7-inch and the Accused Martha Splatterhead 7-inch EP.
2: Accused Martha
1: Splatterhead that came out in eighty five, I believe. It's
2: not not to be confused with the return of no, Martha No, It's
1: just called Martha Splatterhead.
2: It's got like a what is it, like a green yeah, or like, like a, a blue, blue kind of color yeah.
1: cover. Uh, it is on the on the playlist. I had to upload it myself. The the whole four tracks. Uh, I will say, let me uh, let's ac- start with accused yeah. from where are they from? Uh Seattle. Seattle. Accused from Seattle. Pretty good band. Important crossover band i would say for sure you know?
2: definitely one of the most ripping
1: yeah very and long running too they they last for going. a while super yeah super, super discused sounding
2: i i'm
0: actually happen to be wearing an accused oh, t-shirt that be a little buy very yeah, old oh. shirt r- right now but uh very i would say one of the better crossover bands because they really take in my opinion the best elements for metal it's got some ripping leads but it keeps that uh
2: wildness from punk yeah a mm-hmm. lot of high energy high yeah. energy
0: wild vocals which again that's yeah. if you're going to do crossover th- you, that's the stuff you want to keep from punk yeah. not the part where you play bad so that's <laughs> splatter that's really splatter core i think that's what yeah, they called yeah. that was yeah. how they described their own genre and yeah this record was released in 1984 by the accused 84. process of elimination comp Touch and Go Records. Touch and Go Records. Compilation. Run by Tesco V of the Meat Men. That came out in 1981. Early Michigan hardcore comp featuring the Necros, the Meat Men, Negative Approach, Youth Patrol, Toxic Reasons, Violent Apathy, McDonald's, and The Fix. So, so
1: I will say this. First half of it, for the A side, pretty good. Don't remember it at all what the B side sounds like at this point.
2: I'd say it's it's more it's spottier than that. I thought the necros track was like pretty boring and like the meat men song was like really dumb. There's like a little that little run of negative approach, youth patrol and toxic reasons. I like those songs are all pretty good.
1: Yeah, negative I mean the negative approach track, class I it's like a yeah, first that's... negative approach recording i believe
0: like, yeah i think released. i think it is yeah wow. the fix so. is always great too oh yes um, yeah. i i personally like the meat men song i mean it is obviously it's stupid but it's fun that it, they're doing meat what men they are do kind of a stupid band yeah sense. yeah in
2: a, in a goofy way uh, they're represented better in their other matchups. yes yes
0: um i thought youth patrol violet apathy and mcdonald's were all pretty boring
2: um well mcdonald's was just that track did that didn't even need to be on the. It's
0: record like a weird ball. joke yeah. thing, right? Kind of. Yeah, but it's like the, the like almost
2: kind of like. Yeah, I don't know. Like they're do they were doing that thing that like thrash metal bands were doing where they play like a grind course, you know, like a oh, twenty-second yeah, yeah, yeah. song. Oh no,
0: it's not with the keyboards. I'm thinking something else. But uh, yeah, this was I know an influential comp at the time. Definitely, you know, documents early Detroit and Midwest hardcore well um again accused wild landmark crossover record this is their first moment um from the pacific northwest of course do we want to count off and do this one yeah any, any I other mean, thoughts
1: i i pretty much nailed it i thought the accused tracks were really good like yeah. i haven't listened yeah. to that band i gotta listen to that band more like dude they're great their band is like
2: kind of like, reminded me of like dr no a little bit in the yeah you know yeah. it's like the again, high octane the, factor uh,
1: good energy more volatile like, than that the though, later crazy stuff oh yeah their yeah. vocals they definitely develop into like the accused have like sick vocals like i forgot who the brother vocal what their vocalist name is i don't um, remember either the accused? but yeah uh, blaine
2: cook blaine, blaine
1: cook. cook yeah 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 great vocals but um let's do it three two one accused Another clean another sweep. another
0: splattered head. Moves you know, on. I just
1: I, a comp is hard. A it comp is, is going to yeah. be
0: hard. I, I will note this is a uh, a bit of an upset. i sorry, I forgot to do the numbers again. Uh, mm-hmm. Process of elimination, the loser of this round was number 32 on uh-huh. Pusshead's list. The accused, number 97. Wow. So near the back, which I would have expected him to rank that higher. That the accused almost yeah. sounds like Septic Death a little bit. And that's yeah. like
2: he's. You'd figure he'd maybe have more like because that's like regional. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd be like, oh, you know, another Northwest Yeah Like yeah. hardcore
0: Our next one here is we
1: have yes, anti Yes.
0: Yes, so number 33 anti anti-Simics Raped Ass, 7-Inch And number 96, The Mau Mau's, Facts of War, 7-Inch so, I will say,
1: uh, anti uh hailing from Sweden I know Sweden, where yep. from? I do not remember um, Mau Mau's also have no I, they're from okay, uh, right. they're from
0: Sheffield in England so outside london in in england and i'm double checking anti semex right now so yeah, yeah anti semex was from i don't know some somewhere in sweden i'm not entirely sweden, sure it doesn't the, matter not a big country. probably like the woods or something the woods, yeah. uh, a shack like somewhere a, like a pine tree or something <laughs> but both of these records released in 1983 so okay let's let's
1: get started that's an interesting yeah. note
2: uh, let's start with Mao with yeah. which I'll say um, I thought were pretty nondescript, honestly. Yeah, I I
1: liked it more than I remember than I expected it to. The singer, he
2: he's good. He's got like a lot of like energy and energy. passion in his. I yeah, like the production
1: too. Yeah, yeah the Production
0: on these, in in my opinion, early to mid '80s UK punk records is always usually pretty great. They yeah. they usually got it right.
1: They really had kind of like a leg up. On everyone yeah. else, for the most part,
0: and the, and their singer, he does. He has sort of a lower voice, but he does a bit of singing. It's kind of got some of the UK sing along style, but also a little bit faster parts.
2: It, it sounds like kind of grandiose. I feel definitely, almost,
0: yeah, especially on this record and the uh, great guitar sound too, as a lot mm-hmm. of these UK records have. Um, now, raped ass from uh, also from 1983.
1: This is really the- maybe the I would say the biggest the The record that people I think go to the most were in terms of seven inches for anti yeah. even though I like the one after it more. I mean um, this
0: this is for me this along with I guess the Shitlickers records, but really this one even more so. The birth of the fuzzed out raw d beat crust this sound. Is, yes, this, this is, is D-beat. like is, this is...
1: charge was d beat, but you wouldn't have this close. If it
0: wasn't for, if it wasn't for anti-Semitism, and, and particularly this record, I mean, it's just totally fuzzed out guitar. The drums are clipping like crazy. I mean, it's it's just it's fuzzy, it's brutal. It's got the iconic cover with the Grim Reaper on it.
2: Also, love the track with like the uh, minute long guitar solo in it. The
1: first yes, song, when the innocent die. Yeah, I that's, mean, that's War, War Machine is like a class. I remember we saw the band Mutant Supremacy here. Yeah. They pl- they covered War Machine wow. by Anti Smith. This is for like, Henry Mustard. It yes. was awesome. Those songs
0: both have very long guitar solos with very few notes in them. And it's
2: really funny. Which yes. is kind
1: of like a, a precursor to where they would eventually go with like having longer songs with longer solos. Motor- that
2: Hateri- motorizing
1: it. Yeah, motorizing it. Overall, like, I mean... You said it was not your favorite anti Not my favorite. Not my I personal favorite. Every time I hear When the Innocents Die, I'm always like, okay, and the solo is done
2: here. Nope.
1: nope. Okay, and it's done here. Okay, and...
2: I mean, what's Scandy <sighs> Jawbreaker? That one's...
1: That's, I think, um, my favorite. Uh-huh. Um, that That's probably my favorite. But I think they're all good. I don't know. Like, it's a, a fucking great band. You should... Oh, man. Uh, out there records, I don't know if they have anymore. They have this the anti
2: seven-inch box set. That's another band that we should maybe do. A, we sh- we should definitely do a legacy.
0: Mau Mao's for those who haven't heard them is I, I guess it's pretty straightforward. UK eighty two, right? Not not yeah. Uh, uh, less on the raw side yeah, than something definitely. like Veruca's for
1: sure. Well, let's uh, get to it, gentlemen. Three, two, one. Antisymix. Antisymix. Another sweep. Another sweep. Another sweep. This was this the, time, a favored seed, though. Yeah, you yeah.
2: know, a little switch up for you. Yeah, to okay. be expected.
1: So, for
0: our next uh, matchup here, we have the Instigators. Nobody listens anymore. LP. This is a anarcho punk band from Dewsbury in England. They what's, were ranked uh, yeah, number forty nine. Okay, and they are up against the Final Conflict, uh, hardcore band formed in 83 from Long Beach, and their LP, Ashes to Ashes, from 1987, which is actually released on Plus Mort Records. Ooh. This was when I was scrolling through.
1: What ranking is that one?
0: That Oh, sorry. That one is uh, number 80, so 49 okay. versus 80. This Ooh. was when I was scrolling through the tournament bracket, the first one where I was like, that's kind of tough. This is tough. I, I'm curious. I think... I'm not sure if either of you guys were too familiar with either of these records, so I would like to hear your thoughts first.
1: I am familiar with Final Conflict. Uh, I think for, like, fast hardcore in the mid-'80s... Um, the mid-'80s, in terms of, like, U.S. hardcore, is is a weird place. Yeah. They got a lot of landscapes in terms of, like, the style changing... A lot of crossover. A um, like, lot of literally. crossover. You know, DC. They're they're not doing like hardcore anymore. Like straight up hardcore anymore. Like New York is more crossovery. Like California, Boston getting place. Place. more. But, like crossover-y. everyone's kind of changing. No one's playing hardcore. So like, this is kind of an interesting band in which they are per- they are kind of crossovery to a degree, but they are like still hardcore.
0: They're I think what this band is mostly noted for is although they came out significantly later than Crucifix, along with Crucifix being one of the first American hardcore bands to really fully adapt and or adopt the sort of UK crust style. Or like
2: Mm -hmm. the the peace punk kind of vibe.
0: Yes, definitely. It is fast, it's got some metal guitar leads, but it's definitely in line with like uh, UK sort of political hardcore along the lines of anti-system or something like that, which was Mm -hmm. coming out around the same time. Um, and Instigators were, in contrast, an anarcho-punk band from the UK that, especially on this record, sound pretty atypical for the style. I hear that yeah. Instigators record, and it sounds like something that, even though it came out in, I believe, 1980, let me double-check, Three eighty four. 1985, so these are both a little bit oh, later. Pretty, oh yeah, that wow. Instigators yeah. record, Nobody Listens Anymore, sounds like it would have come out of California in, like, 82. It's got some melodic kind of beach-punk guitars to my ears, and uh, is more mid-tempo, but very political in, in line with its scene.
2: I think the most interesting factoid about The Instigators is that uh, the uh, owner and founder of Peaceful, Peaceful Records, Records was the, what, the drummer in the band?
0: Yep. That is
2: interesting. Yeah. So, yeah Peaceful th- Records known for stuff like, uh, well, like doom, Dark Throne. Dark Throne. Uh, My, Autopsy, My Dying Bride. I think. Yeah, more that like that death, death doom, doom kind metal. Of stuff. Yeah, it's not
0: what I would have expected from yeah. the guy who's in that band. They're a little yeah, more melodic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, dude, the instigator stuff, like I don't want to say it blew me away. I was like, whoa, this is really fucking good. It's the guitar licks are so clever. Yeah.
0: It's very Song catchy. Is great. Solos like, are great. And the way it's like the guitar sounds is like this is one of my favorite guitar sounds from the eighties period. I will say Final Conflict, in terms of just having sick hardcore riffs,
1: it is pretty jam packed. It's it's a good it's a good record, especially for like eighty seven. Yeah. Where it's like there's like we're not there. Or, like, again, hardcore isn't... Like, people nowadays, we take it for granted, but, like, there was probably... A t- there was definitely a time where hardcore, like, 80s-influenced kind of hardcore stuff, we'll say, you know, this is from the 80s, wasn't really as, like, popular as a thing. You know what I mean?
2: Well, yeah, and... and probably towards the latter half of the yeah. back. Yeah, and this
0: particular style, this sort of UK-inflected style, was probably even less popular, but that, that all changed. Or maybe it did. It did... California kind of fragmented into, like, a straight-edge scene and a, you know, scene with people mm-hmm. who are into this like and More you know, like shit the street-punk like aesthetic. Yeah, yeah
1: and, yeah, and then you have, like, fucking, uh like, uh, Powerbounce and stuff like that Yeah, from a little yeah. bit later. Or was, is Final Conflict, I guess they are, I definitely remember seeing Final Conflict connected with that scene to a degree.
2: I mean shit they were on one of those son of uh, son of I remember that, that. makes yeah. sense
1: the night why well, I thought that Yeah yeah Dave I I've, I've known about that man for a long time and I, I think it is because of the power violence connection Um so that that's interesting it's a it's a tough matchup This
2: us. I this might have been like the toughest first round match yeah, on cuz I I, I really so. couldn't tell, I couldn't tell you who I you like know it's more. tough to pick Well let's, let's off,
1: get to it we- Three, two, one, In final
2: the time. Gators. Wow,
1: the Gators through to the next round.
0: Hey, Jake Razor here from the Kings of Punk podcast, as you know, and I'm sure you've heard us talk before about Shirley Road Records, our good friend and sponsor, but today I wanted to mention a particular upcoming release of theirs that's now available for pre-order. It's going to be released on March 4th, and I'm talking, if you didn't know, about the Emetic demo. It's remastered, remixed, and it's getting reissued on a top-notch cassette and or CD release, whichever you prefer. Emetic was the first musical venture of uh, one of our fan favorite guests, Trevor Payson of Pink Mass, Scuzz. You may remember him from our Anal Cunt episode. Uh, I gave it a listen and it's fucking great. It's like kind of uncanny caveman hardcore. Uh, Very menacing and I'm real excited about it. So get that pre-order in, go to ShirleyRoadRecords.com and give at ShirleyRoadRecords on Instagram a follow. And if you order that or anything else, you can use promo code coppod 10 for a 10% discount. If a medic's not your bag, he's got a lot of other stuff, including uh, distro items from To Live a Lie, Horror Gore Pain Death, No Time Records, and many more. Again, real fired up about this one, and uh, I think a lot of our audience will be too, so check out
1: Shirley Road Records. First first time not doing all where it's not a sweep i will
0: say i i was stoked on this one because i like both these records a lot but that instigators record i think is one of the most underrated records from this era even for people who are into peace punk you know everybody knows conflict and all that kind of stuff this record i don't hear about as much and i I think more people should hear it so i
2: really need to re-listen to it because i Mm -hmm. i can i cannot like remember a thing about it well this is
1: this is also an issue that we're going to run into unless because it's like it's with these initial ones we we just have to go based upon what we thought cuz like that was very hard but like yeah it is i just remember really liking it when i was listening to it but i can't remember exactly what it is i've also listened to 55 60 records since then yeah so it it truly becomes a it is a, a blur. challenge it is this truly is a challenge to our listeners see I,
0: I got something wrong with me i remember like most of these records you've, but, but you've, i have done you've, this before though yeah you've yeah, done yeah, this before yeah, yeah. Or I haven't done exactly this, though, so that's kind of what's you've fun. You've
2: heard you
1: Instigators before yeah. this.
0: Yeah, this record, which, by the way, this is, I think, the first one on this list that I heard because of this list. I look, remember looking up the mm-hmm. Instigators album because it was on Pushead's list back in the day, and I was like, damn, good call, dude. So for our next matchup, this should be a fun one, too, and I, I think also one where we probably won't have a consensus. We've got number 48, the Social Distortion Playpen Mainliner single. Versus number eighty-one underdog, the underdog seven-inch EP.
2: Quite opposite ends of the hardcore <laughs> spectrum. Yes, bands. yeah. Uh
1: of Distortion, s- 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 almost not a hardcore band. Yeah,
0: and they are.
2: A, it's like punk band.
0: Pretty legendary punk band that emerged in the early hardcore scene from Orange County. This Could is you a- say they're legendary? I don't think they're. A-
2: uh, I mean, they've been around for like a s- pretty yeah. fucking well, long see, time. I, when in. I think of,
1: I just, I guess, this is me being nitpicky. When I think of legendary, I don't think a band that has like held such a fan base as they have for the last like 40 years can be considered legendary if that if, i just mean I, mean I just mean that because there's
0: a lot of fucked up stories about mike oh. ness there is a oh, okay. legend surrounding yeah, yeah. this band that like more did, more yeah, okay.
2: maybe more infamy that he's is capitalized
0: on um but yeah this is their 1981 record on posh boy which is a very crucial label from this era of punk in southern california and then the Underdog 7-inch is on New Beginning Records from 1986. They were a New York hardcore band from the sort of mid to late 80s scene that you know we've been discussing recently a bit
1: on here. Never um, heard either either of these records. Never heard of Underdog at all until this. Uh, I really? think
2: it's fair to say that they're an underdog.
1: They might be an underdog. It's, yeah.
2: In this tournament. I will
1: say let's let's start the ta- countdown. I will say I like them a lot. I, I went, Well, I wouldn't say a lap, but like, okay. Like, it had a bounciness that you heard in, like, the early mid-90s kind of hardcore Kind
2: of bed brains vibes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get guess that. That, I get As that. As you'd expect from uh, a lot of those yeah. fans from that first era. First slur
1: of the, of the tournament?
0: I don't. That, okay, that's one thing I don't remember. I think I know which slur it is though, just off a guess. It's the F slur. Of course it is. Yeah.
1: Uh, which uh, New York? I, I, mean. do, I, <laughs> I was thinking about. It, it's like man. There's there's kind of like slur count. Like how many times when you hear the F word, the N word. Like
2: we I also were doing a uh, we <laughs> yesterday. We were doing like a like a a, a woman. Oh account. yeah, we were trying to it, figure he, out how many women there was. There's like what? Like there's one? The, there's the girl from the
0: Partisans is on this list, but uh,
1: one. So you're counting? You're counting how many?
0: <laughs> so you're keeping track of how many times you called Mike Ness the F slur in your head when you were yeah. Listening yeah. This so
1: this when record. I listened to this Social Distortion, Social Distortion did not care for that really at all.
2: Really, I liked it. No, yeah. I
0: like this record. His vocals are kind of cringe, but it kind of works. Um, I will say whether or not you like Social Distortion, they were definitely doing something no one else was doing like
2: yeah like the the rolling stone punk kind of yeah thing, that right? was i think that's how you put it it was an
0: original combination um lyrics about you know sort of scenes of depravity that he saw around orange county and it yeah it's definitely a stone's blueprint but with a little bit grittier subject matter and adapted uh-huh. for punk. very an original thing very yeah, catchy, catchy songs good 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 songwriting underdog plays a style that i like a lot and i think they're good but i think this is a pretty nondescript record in that style for me yeah i would rather listen to the breakdown demo i would rather listen to the first mad ball rack yeah the raw deal demo raw deal went on to be killing
1: time Um, lots of other things i mean i guess there's kind of a reason why i don't really hear about underdog at all? yeah yeah Maybe but, that was, that's
2: probably more of like, uh, you know, people back in the day being like, Oh yeah. Like I remember that band. Yeah. Like, they were yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Want to I do think, it? Yeah. yeah. Three, two, one.
2: Distortion move on the legendary social distortion moving on to the,
0: the legendary
2: F slur Mike Ness. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know. This is probably my favorite social D record too. Although the record after that, the nineteen forty-five, their singles are good singles I, band. Did
2: their records suck that bad that like the single was like the best thing? <laughs> you know, like, I think
0: yeah. I, I like Mommy's Little Monster the LP too. It's just I think they work better as a singles band. I mean, in the Stones tradition, every Stones record has some fucking song that sucks on it. Pretty much yeah. usually. Yeah. Uh, as, Can't uh, argue with that.
1: Big, you know what? I gotta. I'll have to. well We'll. I'll have to re-listen to it. I am a big Stones fan. I think going at it from that approach might change my mind. Yeah. But I don't know what it's up against, so maybe... His vocals still sound silly no matter what, but...
2: Got a good matchup for this next This one. next one's going to be awesome.
0: So, we What's have... Let me... Give Ooh. me one second here. So, this, this one is another one where I think we may not have a consensus. We have the Politics 7-inch from The Insane from 1981 that's from vegan from Wigan in the UK they're ranked number 57 versus uh the Deep Wound EP featuring Jay
1: J. Mascus. Mascus featuring from, also What's-His-Face from Sebado uh,
2: uh Lou, yeah, Bar- that, L- Lou Barlow. Barlow
0: I almost said Jay Barlow so I'm glad you caught that uh they were from what from
2: Western Mass Western, Western
0: Mass, Mass and that is their seven inch EP on Radio Beat Records from 1983 the Insane Record is on Riot City a uh, label that i want to do some more work on on this podcast but uh riot city classic uk punk record from the er, record label from the early 80s put out a lot of the you know third wave punk acts in the uk and the insane this is another record that i heard because of this list so i'm excited to get into this one and hear what you guys think let's talk about the
1: insane first i thought that never heard it before pretty cool for being 81 i got i gotta say heavy fast and heavy and fucking fucked up sounding pretty crazy
2: like the uh, super buzzy guitar tone yeah Yeah. that's
1: I love that kind of guitar tone from like that that time period
2: don't really hear it like
1: at all anymore very probably because it can't be actually emulated again very and probably not
0: you could say this maybe about both these records but especially this one it has a sort of manic hectic very tense sounding vibe that i don't get that often from uk punk records from this era like it is catchy that's the balance that they strike that i'm kind of impressed with it's catchy like a lot of uk records from back then are but it also sounds like fucking gritting your teeth like high adrenaline like you that well, speed they used to take in England, kind of thing.
2: The first song, the the song "Politics," it's kind of got like a weird, like almost like a marching beat. Yes, that like, yes, which yeah. is really
0: cool. Nonstop, like the whole time, too. Yeah, with
2: like doing like weird mm. fills and shit, like in the very
0: overwhelming yeah. sounding "Deep Wound" record. Notable, we've talked about it before because it is very, very fast for this
1: its time. I mean, gotta be honest, I have a little biasy here. I love Deep Wound. Deep like, One's good. Th- Deep one's fucking great. Like for we talked about them probably on the noise core episodes because they are a example of punk just let's amplify everything yeah,
2: to 100%. a
0: higher degree. Very like whiny vocals. I don't say that in a bad way, but I don't think it'd be to everyone's taste. Sort of whiny, angry vocals. Maybe,
2: yeah, kinda doesn't like maybe match the music. Uh, totally, yeah. Like if he was a not, little angry like or a gruff,
1: gruff, it's or not super gruff. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of. I kind of like it though.
2: Yeah, that's kind of what's cool
0: it's about it. It, who, less, ang- it. it sounds less.
1: who sings. It sounds Jay It's Maska's like I don't drums. think it's
2: either. It's like the one of their friends. Yeah, one of the other guys. It sounds less angry, fast, and
0: more just like I don't know, kid S- who needs to be given fast. Ritalin, kind of. Fast. Yeah, yeah.
2: Whereas I, I love that kind of. The shit.
0: insane sounds more like an adult who took too much Ritalin.
2: Who's yeah, and who's also very angry? Yes, yeah. yeah. But as and if you don't
1: know, Jay Maskus, Dinosaur Jr. Um, another that's a fucking killer band. I love the bands that like the indie that college, college rock, rock bands that came yeah. out of hardcore. It's just interesting to see them, uh the transition. Um, Jay mascus drums, and I believe Lou Barlow plays guitar or bass. I forgot what this this record is fucking great. Like it's classic for a reason. I try and eliminate my biases from the band's disc like discography, but there are many biases I have of these we, singular records. And we this don't have a re- we
0: don't have a real methodology for how we're doing this, to be honest. But There's... we kind of have our own individual methodologies. So, do we want to count off
1: and do this one? Yeah, this will be interesting to see where it goes. Let's see. Three, two, one. The the insane. Moon. What Deepune loses this this will wow. be seen as an ups, upset for a lot of people, but Folks, I think this is the first upset of the season. I think
2: no, I th- yeah, Jake, like, you showed me you showed me this insane record. Yep. I think like a year ago, and yeah. it was like really stuck with me. Actually, it's like damn, that is a good sign. dude. Uh, I,
0: again, this is another one I heard because of this list, and it's one of the ones that stuck with me most. It just it doesn't sound like anything else, really, from this period, and especially from England. It's it's just so like claustrophobic and catchy sounding at the same time and that combination of being like super nervy and being tough and being catchy is like it's things that are all hard to nail at once and they kind of they got lightning in the bottle and they were able to do it so
1: well i will say politics seven inch moves on to the next round i don't dislike the insane that is i am not saying that i think regardless we're you're whoever wins is still a winner in my book yeah but I you know I just I right, don't know like I was,
2: mean I wasn't a fan of the instigators moving on but you yeah know, whatever. yeah yeah
1: I you know in a different day on a different day it might have been final conflict for me right um, but another final here we got Circle Jerks group sex group sex that's number forty up against
0: number eighty nine the final warning EP uh, Circle Jerks obviously very very well known from the early hardcore punk scene in L A. This is their 1980 debut LP on Frontier Records, labeled to put out, you know, Suicidal Tendencies. Lots of the bigger sort of early hardcore bands from L.A.
2: This is probably, like, actually one of the, like, bigger records on on this list, I'd say, right? One
0: of the first hardcore records I got into. I mean, I think a lot of people would say the same. Uh, Final Warning, it's – the EP is technically entitled Out of Sight, Out of Mind – this from 1984 on Fatal Erection Records. You know, Big Poison Idea Portland fans probably familiar. Yeah, Portland band, like Final Conflict, uh, one of the first bands from the U.S. to sort of ape not only the uh, UK uh, punk early crust sound, but also style. They you know had their hair all charged up and that kind
2: of thing. Kinda of. Uh pretty metallic, I think, too. Yeah, they like, got some uh,
0: chugging happening. Great guitar Some of guitar the stuff, uh,
2: the songs, uh, I think, like, The Bunker and Holier Than... Or, uh, what is it, Reign of Death? That's one of those. But it's, like, yeah, very... Uh, getting, like, kind of crossover mm-hmm. vibes, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's early, early mid 80s so we're get we're it's getting it's approaching that time.
0: it's like the uk yeah. approach to crossover though it's just kind of like adding right a little chugs here and there a little lead here like and there that, as, that
2: slayerization
0: yeah as opposed to just straight thrash metal or like kind of goofy crossover like aod yeah. or a group
2: like that would have been
0: doing
1: yeah. now circle jerks i mean not much has to be said about circle jerks. i mean they're besides
2: are, this record is just you know honestly i feel it's oh great song after great song dude, you know oh my it's god a, like
1: the transition from like, oh, was I just want some skank to Beverly Hills? Yeah, it's yeah, like oh yeah, Perfect. perfectly flawless. I mean the, the, it's crazy to hear like I don't know. There's just uh, there's a there's a reason. I don't think this band has like a big discography that I listen to, but like if I'm listening to a, a if you put this record on i'm i'm happy
0: they're an archetypal like fun hardcore punk band like you watch the video in the decline and it's like all you need to know it's like this is the band that makes people go fucking wild the songs are like and this is kind of how hardcore started and they are a very like straightforward example of it it's punk rock songs sped up a little bit so that you can hit each other harder to it yeah and it's just it's like a 15 minute lp and uh, I- iconic would be a really a word for it, as far as yeah, I'm yeah. Th- I think it's
1: cool that the LP is like yeah, it's like less than twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's like yes, this is like this is how it should be. Yeah, fast, it is fucking... like what is like
2: fifteen songs in like yeah. sixteen minutes. Pretty Dude, much, it's or yeah. fucking like that. fast,
1: but it's not fat. It's not like breakneck speed fast. No, I think a lot of it is because the songs are are short, short as much it's, as anything like, else. So, very hey, catchy. Take note, folks. Typical for the time. So. Very, very good. Uh just great 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 fucking
2: songs. I don't know how you couldn't like this. Um Yeah, if you if you like claim to be into like punk or yeah, you know, eighties hardcore or whatever. Singer, you know.
1: what's his what's his name? Uh, Keith Morris. Keith Morris, famously of Black Flag. I'm glad With he moved on. Famous dreads. Famous dreads. Um Famous
2: we... probably one of the most uh intense California accents. It's yeah. so
1: bad. Oh yeah. Um
2: you Let's,
0: wanna... You want to do this one? Yeah. Three,
1: two, one.
2: Circle Jerks.
1: There we go. Sorry. Sorry, for Final Conflict. That was good. Final I like record. Or
2: Final Warning. Got you. I was no, that both, was, I mean, I was going to say, conflict. that was a good record. It's a good it was record. just, if they, bad luck of the draw it's, for that. It's them, them. a little, you know, it's
0: a little right. mid-tempo. Yeah. They should have added, like, one more faster song. I do like it a lot, and I was, went into it hoping to give it to them, because Circle Jerks, unlike some records i liked as a teenager i don't really come back to this one a lot but it's like every time i do it it holds up and at the end of the day i had to had to pass it along to them so next one is pretty interesting yes we have number 56 the fix jan's rooms seven inch uh another one on touch and go records from 1981 versus the sore throat death to capitalist hardcore record from 1988 on acid Acid rain Rain. records um the fix is an early hardcore band from uh lansing michigan uh first record was from oh this is from 1981 yeah Yeah. the record before that is i think recorded 1980 it's like a single right yeah this
1: this was an ep they had a single before this i had never heard this before really say this... Holy shit. This was really fucking good. Dude,
2: that one song where they're, like, doing, like, chugs and stuff, and it sounds like a modern-day hardcore... Yeah. Like, that shit is insane. So yeah. ahead of it their time. came out, it's like, insane. 40 fucking years ago. Yeah.
1: Crazy, crazy stuff. I really fucking like this. And now, if you ask me, Tyler, which one would we choose to fix? Sore Throat. Like, the bands, I'd probably go Sore Throat. Unfortunately, and this is something that we'll find often in this, these, this tournament is Pusshead's choice of the band's records are never, like, the ones I would ever choose. Death the Capitalist Hardcore is very one-note and, like, not my... Not at all my go-to... It's a joke sort of record. record.
2: It's, it's a, a joke there are, It is funny. It is funny. It's definitely yeah. funny, but... But, it, but it's, like, I
1: find myself gravitating towards funny records, unlike a maybe I would have
2: nine, ten years ago, far less. Yeah. Like, well... I mean, personally, yeah, I would have picked uh, Disgrace to the Corpse of Sid. Yeah, that's really my Probably a lot of people would have. I think uh, it's
0: interesting. I'm sure we'll talk about this more because I agree he has some odd picks from specific bands. I think it says something about his taste and his experience. Yeah. I think some of it, and maybe this is the case with this, he has a personal maybe attachment to this record. This is his first exposure to Sore Throat. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this, Sore Throat from Birmingham, UK, sort of early grindcore, noisecore, noisecore band. Core. One of the first yeah, bands to go really probably over the top with grind.
2: Possibly like the heaviest band in this whole bracket. To yeah, be honest it gotta be. Because um, I don't yeah. think, yeah, there's like no I like mean, Napalm Death or nothing yeah, like I guess, that. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. No repulsion or I, no siege. I think mm. s-
0: sometimes he makes those picks for maybe personal reasons. Other times I do think, you know, you listen to this music so much, and your taste on it shifts and you start to like you'll pick i've done this before with hardcore punk before the record that becomes your favorite is like one that is lacking ones that other ones have or is less of like a banger but you're like it's so consistent like it's the one that i can listen to all the way through the most and even if it's boring like the guitar always sounds good this list reminds me of the fenry's from dark throne interview where he has the uh the taunt record oh, he's
2: like, yeah very yeah. cool boring thrash metal it's yeah. boring
0: thrash metal with great vocal and big <laughs> sunglasses like that's if you are really a fanatic about a genre you'll hit that point sooner or later and yeah maybe he he's get just like yeah.
2: aesthetically he's he wants to be pleased rather than yes you know? yeah yeah
0: or be pleased by like one thing about this, it this this was vocals.
1: recently reissued um, as a tape that the, the capitalist hardcore it was so yes yeah. so i know my uh, I there, huh. there was a jason fixed. hodge from suppression posted about it and i thought oh well, that's interesting like in
0: 2014 touch and go reissued both fixed records and i want to get a copy of that because they are like they're crazy fast crazy tight crazy well-written songs for the time to- yeah time just way
2: out of its time I mean, it's, it's insane it's almost like crossover yeah but Getting it's like close, 1981 yeah. which is like insane
1: these kinds of records are the, the kind of record like this very rare like you don't see a band like a f- being a few years ahead of its time even yeah when it's such an when the scene is such an in, in its infancy is so rare and like usually you don't it doesn't get the the love and attention that something like a negative approach would get um has gotten so let's go to it three two one the fish.
2: Might want to say that matchup was a bit of a fixed. fixed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Let's see what is up next. next?
2: We
0: have we have number forty-one, the English Dogs to the End of the Earth, ends of the Earth, uh, record, which I believe is from nineteen eighty-four, on Riot Records, versus the number eighty-eight, the Partisans, Police Story, seven-inch, from I want to say nineteen eighty. Yeah, um, I'm really gonna double check that, but two UK groups, Partisans uh, from South Wales specifically, which I didn't know until we had to do this, and yeah, 80, it was 81 on No Future Records, was when Police Story Killing Machine came out. This was the debut release from the Partisans, and um, yeah, uh, another English Dogs are from Gr- Grantham, wherever that is in the UK. I some think, fucking I think place. also outside of London. Um, I will say uh, tough one here.
1: Probably some English jolly Dogs. Place. Classic band, oh, I mostly classic band, a very good band. I, I one of the first them. crossover
0: bands for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, straight oh, dude,
1: up sounds like, like
2: thrash metal. This shit sounds full, like it should bar. be on Megaforce Records. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean Rest it does. R.I.P. Johnny Z. Johnny Z. Uh, but uh, the Partisans,
1: I thought never heard them before. I thought these those two songs were great. Oh, partisans doing are great. Was great. I
0: mean, See, I didn't. I didn't care. They're like. Really? Nah. I mean, they're like, and I think they have be, maybe better songs than that. But they, they were definitely one of the first oi bands uh, from the UK, doing that kind of style of punk. They weren't skinheads, but they had some of that audience, and their style was enough. So they were on the classic the oi comps that Gary Bushel put out. Um, pretty typical for that label too, for uh, No Future Records. Um. And, yeah, the only girl on the whole list, as we noted, <laughs> is the bass player. Uh, yeah, the the English Dogs, I actually read Pusshead's review of this record from Maximum Rock and Roll at the time because he wrote columns for them, and, yeah, he calls it, like, the dawn of speedcore, which speedcore came to mean something else later. But in Like, his, way different, in, right? In, in his head, yeah. it probably just meant speed metal meets hardcore, which is exactly yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah. But um, then
2: it became, like, what is it, like, techno? Yeah, speedcore? yeah. Some Dutch fucking techno some genre. Who was like does some ridiculous dance in a yeah. tracksuit. <laughs> some sick lead guitar
0: sounds. Yeah. on this English dog record, dog's record and uh Forward into battle, which came or
1: forward into war, which came out a year later. Good um, good good match. I would say this. Interesting matchup because they're both from the UK. Um I don't wanna keep dwelling too long with these we gotta keep speeding we gotta yeah, speed yeah. up these matchups. I think it might be kind of might be, in, this might be a little tougher than like I thought. We have a, yeah, lot a, magic. Yeah, a lot of matches. Got a lot more like That's okay. So let's go. Th- let's get to it. Three, two, one. English
2: dogs. English dogs. Don't. English Don't. dogs. I'm
1: I'm dog. Dog.
2: I will say this.
1: I will say this though. Partisans up against a lesser record, like the Mau Mau's record. Like the Mau Mau, they they, w- they, would, sweep that, yeah. they I, would sweep
2: I'm it. I'm happy I
0: with this because I was torn anyway. I just for me Partisans, they're important to a genre that I care about probably maybe more than i care about crossover also english dogs songs could be a little shorter but at the same mm-hmm. time goddamn the fucking lead guitars on that english dog's record on a, all of them it's is just shredding ready. fucking record. the guitars are so good For Like um,
1: 84 too like it's pretty fucking heavy sounding yeah the, so I, again uk really ter- in terms of production and with punk yeah. hardcore records, I think they like almost always kill it. They had that with magic. hardcore, definitely. Seventies
0: punk it was yeah. maybe a little more even.
2: They probably had like different, definitely just like different technology. A too, little bit different. Were. See, like, I always it's heard. the
1: same thing with the Japanese. They had different technology too. That's why their records. Sound I different.
0: heard back. I someone told me a long time ago they actually had shittier technology in the UK, Ooh. which may have because butt- they all
1: got blown up in the forties.
0: Blowed it dog. But at the same time, punk bands might have relative to how good the technology was at the top of the line. Yeah, it, they might have had more access to it. Whereas in the yeah. U.S., we probably had better recording technology, but no punk band was going to record at those places except yeah, maybe that, maybe in like California, that which makes those sense. records sound different. So for our next one, we have number sixty-one, the Meatmen Blood Sausage EP from nineteen eighty-two on again Touch and Go Records, and we have number sixty-eight, uh, the ad- Adrenaline OD Wacky, wacky Hijinks hydrants. of Adrenaline OD LP on um by our records uh meat Men, of course featuring tesco Vay from detroit or outside detroit i think technically and adrenaline od from new jersey
1: journal od classic new jersey band and i would say this record i like humongous fungus among us among us yeah that's more, i think that's a little bit badder for but sure but man like listen to this record it's like Adrenaline OD were like a step ahead of like so many fucking bands in in their oh fucking with their pool. actual playing ability yeah. in terms of playing ability in terms of songwriting they incorporated different stuff like the songs are really varied you had this LP is like twenty plus twenty 28 minutes something like that yeah. yeah it doesn't feel boring at all like it flows really well like the songs are all well varied enough like they they were a step ahead of their contemporaries, I think.
0: I think in some ways, where I think his record was a little boring for me. This is one that I intended to revisit again and didn't get around to it. But, I mean, they're definitely doing the crossover thing early on. There's a fair amount of variance in the songwriting. I think their attempts to be funny don't really work for me. Um, in contrast to the Meat Men, who I do think are hilarious. Uh, you'll notice on the playlist they on our funny. YouTube channel, the song Toolin' for Anus, I put the whole song ahead of the whole EP rip because the EP rip didn't include the intro to tool for anus where he talks about wanting to fuck his tennis instructor and the East Lansing (laughs) gay council. And, uh, it's fucking hilarious. Like I I think the meat men are
1: genuinely funny. And, um, I mean the one down three to go.
2: Yeah. That's
0: just
1: like really funny.
0: And they, their musical style in contrast for me to adrenaline OD, like the musical style, the meat men matches their humor style. Like Mm -hmm. It's a I get that vulgar, foul, offensive band, and it sounds like a bunch of idiots banging on instruments while the main idiot uh, like, it tries, like an idiot tries yes <laughs> tries to bother you. So that's yeah. m- sort of my take on these two bands.
1: Yeah, I, I well, well played. Well, uh, I understand that. I think, uh, yeah, I don't really like Adrenaline OD for the goofy, the truly wacky no. goofiness, but I think they ultimately just are a fucking solid band. Um I be- I have been listening to them for you know better part of a decade at this point, so uh, I do have some history with them more than I do have the Meat Men, but uh both classic bands for a reason, both uh, interesting matchup how it works. Yeah, yeah. two comical bands. Two a little of, more yeah. comical bands, you know. Should we get let's, to, yeah. let's do
2: it? Let it rip. Right,
1: three, two, one. Me. Adrenaline. Yeah.
2: Meat I will win. say this, the Meat Men songs are like, I think th- they have more memorable songs on the 7-inch than Adrenaline yeah. OD does on the Falling. Th-
1: do you think if it was an LP of Meat Men, Adrenaline OD would win?
2: Um, I would say if it was like, like you said, if it was Humongous, Fungus, Among Us, like I probably would have picked that. Because that is like, I think that's a better recording.
1: Better production, yeah, for definitely.
2: sure. But, uh, yeah, and I mean also just like they, they oh, Meat Men wrote a song about... You know, John Lennon getting shot, and we're like, oh, there's only three more of them yeah. Till t- 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 we're done.
1: How many? Come on. How many more until th- there's one more left? I know. It's still two down. Da- it's been two
2: down, two to go for, like, the last 20 years. Come on, guys. Paul. <laughs> one ring job Paul. two
1: years ago,
0: and he thinks we're lovers. <laughs> it's it's so bad. I mean, it's something me and my friends would have done when we were, like, 14. I don't know how old they were. Not, I think older, they were older, o- like, way older, like older than, way than older that. Older than that. <laughs> um so meat men blood sausage advances to the next round up next one that it was probably one of the tougher ones for me we have number 29 the snfu uh and no one else wanted to play lp came out in 85 on the uh better youth organization label run by the two brothers Sternbr- what ranking is that number 29. No, 29 sorry came out on byo the label run by the stern brothers from youth brigade out of california And then we have the Leeway Born to Expire LP from 1988 on Profile Records, which was a big uh, New York hardcore label that put out. Well, actually, they started out as a hip hop label and mostly did that in New York, but Mm -hmm. they put out a couple hardcore records as being one of them. Yeah, they did like Run DMC was on this label and shit. Yeah. So and that's number one hundred. That's number one hundred. That is the last one on Plushead's list. Is the
2: Leeway yeah. LP SNFU, the last band that just missed the yeah. uh, first round by. Yes, yes. Yep.
1: Um, so interesting, very interesting. They, they were from
0: uh, Vancouver uh, or Edmonton, Alberta. Edmonton. Moved to Vancouver, stuck around for a while, became sort of a more melodic sounding band. Although you can I feel like definitely
2: kind of skate. Skate, skate
0: punk, punk yeah. kind of catchy stuff. And you can already hear that happening on this LP. So I'm yeah. very curious what you guys think about this one because this was a toughie. I, I like yeah. the, I
1: like the SNFU stuff a lot. I would say both bands I'm not very familiar with. I like the SNFU stuff a lot. Um,
2: yeah. Um, interesting
1: mix of, of styles and songs.
2: Real Some real catchy songs on the SNFU record. I like She's Not on the Menu and uh, Cannibal Cafe. Those, yeah, those are- Cannibal Cafe
0: is the best one. That song yeah. is like- I mean, that's, like, a legit, like, pop banger. Like, it's fucking catchy as fuck. Oh, so, catchy as shit. They're mixing, like, hardcore with, like, proto-pop punk, and then Leeway is, or, like... Or, uh,
2: what, what's that, uh, power pop? Yeah, maybe. a
0: little bit of that vibe. The guy kind of tries to sing a couple times. Leeway is, like, th- th- New York thrash metal, I
1: guess. I don't know, it sounds like... Yeah, it, it,
2: it just sounds, like, straight up sounds like... This is just thrash metal. Yeah. But it's, like, I do like it, I too. would it's say it's crossover...
1: Crossover... But it's not crossover with hardcore punk, it's crossover with New York hardcore. Yeah, yeah for sure. So no. like like that bounciness, that like yeah, New York. That anthrax, hardcore has. Yeah.
2: Like that. well that the, the the um it's the dance beat. Yeah. Yeah. Like the New down. York bands love this the is, fucking that, that this dance. This is your
1: two beat. we're two stepping, we're boshing. Yeah.
2: This. Um This is a tough matchup because they are both really good like I mean, for me previously, having heard uh, neither of these bands before i i I was impressed with both records
1: yeah i like both i really hadn't listened to either either so i guess let's yeah we want to let's just go to it three two one
2: all right
0: it'll be tough either way
1: (laughs) oi Hope I didn't scare you there It's me, your host, Tyler Hammer Here to talk to you about one of our sponsors Syrup Head Recordings Based in Long Island Syrup has is been pumping out Sick, twisted tunes For your little ears For the last, I don't know Six, seven, eight, nine years He's got other, he's had another label But we're talking about Syrup Head Recordings right now And right, actually, as we speak He's got some new tunes for you That's right we're talking about the new sir, uh, Shrivel Up Holy Water Split, which features me and my co-host, Gary U.S. Bombs. Yes, Holy Water, they me play it. Also included in this new batch is the Disposal Unit uncaring Cassette. A boy, Quill from Alamo, Ohio. If you like, I don't know, Godflesh, if you like just heavy industrial metal stuff uh, that's just fucking grinding or crush your fucking skull, Check that shit out. He's got some new merch as well uh, from Serpent Recordings. And he's got countless other stuff in his distro. You can get stuff from Blame God. Shout out to our boys at Blame God. He's got new stuff coming out too. Uh, it says right here, uh, coming soon, the Maggot Vomit Afterbirth where Beauty Feeds the Maggots can set. I got to tell you, that's one of my favorite gore grind releases from the last few years. You know, in, in a sea of gore, you know. That, that, that pops up. So go to syruphead.storenvy.com and pick up a couple things. Whether it be the holy water shrivel-ups, whether it be the, the disposal unit tape, just go find something. I guarantee you there's going to be something in there for that you will enjoy. And, you know, pick up something you never heard of before. Give it a shot. Go to syruphead.storenvy.com Tell them the Kings of Punk sent you. Peace.
0: I ultimately had to decide, like, they both have some real standout tracks, and then songs I don't remember at all, and I had to pick based on the best songs. And I'm either way I was going to regret it because
2: biggest upset so far, yeah, number got, 100 beating uh, yeah 29 71 you, well, spots difference. You, yeah,
0: you got Cannibal Cafe in the first song on SNFU. I'm already tempted to change my vote, but I won't because I all I did was think about the. D- dun 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 the chugga chugga yeah. thing they do on the beginning of the leeway record and how dope that shit is so i would say I this too my choices
1: and this is a bigger the i think the biggest reason why i chose leeway is you can still hear leeway's like sound and influence in stuff today for better or for worse in, for better or for worse <laughs> um you don't really hear snfu like that is yeah. true. at all in anything so no. not, not to this snfu i think that is a very good record, uh, and I'll probably definitely have to revisit it again soon. Yeah, I mean,
0: I listen to that one more frequently these days, but, I mean, the fucking uh, Born to Expire was a big part of my youth here, so I'm pulling up our next Gotta matchup Gotta give it here. for the New
2: York. You know, another yeah. another intriguing matchup. This one is interesting. So,
0: um, up next, we have the number 36, the Chaos UK Burning Britain EP from 1982 on Riot City Records and then we have the Jast just last just lost just lost just record last. from the the uh japanese band lsd
2: fitting um, name
0: yeah from 1986 uh two seven inch eps here
2: man that came out in 86 that's crazy yeah. it sounds like it, it would have been out like five six years before it came out like, yeah just with the recording it's got a i don't know recording. i mean
1: yes i would say yes but also if you told me it came out in like 89 it would also make sense It's kind of one of those records where it doesn't have... It's timeless. It is timeless. It doesn't sound like... It's in a liminal space. It sounds
0: like it came from another fucking world. That is a strange record.
1: I fucking... The LSD record I fucking loved. I I will say, UK and Japanese hardcore I do love a lot. Japanese hardcore I'm generally leaning towards a little bit more than UK stuff. Um, It just depends... Right. There are, are, are there are as many throwaway Japanese hardcore stuff as there is UK stuff. Um I think this one is really unique. Um, well
0: the last song is like an epic like, four Nash. minute Karen long Nash. song with like acoustic guitars and shit, right? I yeah, mean, like clean guitars. It's got it's crazy very cool. h- hooks and Dude, leads Like and the fucking
1: vocals oh, like the first song is weird because it's like like weird bounciness yeah. and the vocals are just like insanely fucked up sound
2: sounds like somebody who's taking too much lsd like so that's
1: what i always love about japanese hardcore stuff is that it always is like so much more extreme than a lot of the bands it's definitely vocals, It's
0: definitely ahead of the curve in a lot of fronts i mean definitely everyone listening to this should look up the song karen nash by lsd because yeah, yeah. it'll rock your whole shit um, that
1: is like i heard then it's like this is like the stuff i love now like like it sounds like melodic crust yeah definitely like super driving
0: now chaos uk i upon i listened to this record a lot in high school it's a perennial favorite of mine upon revisiting it i was like damn i forgot how much this sounds like shit you can't hear the guitar through most of it it's literally like (laughs) the singer sounds like he's recording in a different room from his microphone and all you hear is like part of a drum kit and then the loudest thing the is bass. a bass that just sounds like a buzzsaw. And then occasionally a really bad guitar solo will sort of peek through and then disappear. Hey, but um, that's
2: that's punk rock. That's punk rock. I love I this. mean That's
0: like super. It's punk. a good I mean, I Chaos love this UK is a
1: is a sick band that I don't think gets enough love. Um. Great fucking records.
0: I mean, for any forget punk, like any extreme music, like who else was doing something this fucking noisy and crazy in '82? Not a lot say, of people. I will say this: a lot
1: of people had an after influence them. on um, Hellhammer. They, like, oh, probably. UK, because dude, their their guitar tone later on absolutely sounds like Celtic Frost. Like the Celtic Frost guitar tone sounds like the yeah. UK guitar tone. Yeah. Now a chicken or an egg kind of situation. Not sure. But it is interesting to hear them both kind of around the same time, around a similar time.
0: The interesting thing is like Chaos UK, the songwriting is maybe not that different from some of the sort of bouncy sing-along stuff that like the Exploited and other UK bands are doing at uh-huh. that time. They just were playing it like if you took an Exploited record and dipped it in nuclear waste in and glue, fucking yeah. pulled it out in, in glue, and just <laughs> which is how it sh- really should be delivered. It, this is probably a good... Uh, record does a good job of capturing what it was probably like to see any of those bands live at that Mm -hmm. point i think that song
2: army is also really good
0: victimized also i I think i might one of the i think i got deeper into this band when i was a teenager because i heard i was into the inmates from cleveland they did a sick and recorded a sick cover of victimized it's fucking great with the nasty fucking clevo accent
1: right three two one LSD. lsd
2: chaos uk wow. on to the next round don't think hey, that record's LSD, that good 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 record but maybe a bit too too out there for you yeah like I, mean, I
1: i love that shit
2: my this one was tough for
0: me and again i had to use kind of an arbitrary methodology i just ended up because i heard these records within a few years of each other many years ago and chaos uk one is one that i've kept coming back to ls like on a regular basis. LSD is like every few years I will listen to it. And I'm like, damn, that record's really good. I should listen to it more, and then I don't. So something about Chaos UK stuck with me in a way that other things did not. So up next we have uh maybe probably top three toughest ones that I we did. See, here. I feel like this one actually is tough at all. In, uh, I think it's pretty easy too. I think it's pretty easy. Damn. So. We have the Shitlickers Cracked Cop Skulls EP, which is from 1982, if I'm not mistaken, yep. Swedish band, and then a Finnish band, the Radis W.C. Rajata LP from. I'm gonna double check the year on it. I want to say 1983. It's on, uh, which featured looks to be definitely artwork by Pusshead with these two skull guys coming out of a toilet.
1: Yeah. Which W.C. Rajata.
0: That name means, like, Toilet Explodes yeah, well, or something. WC
1: yeah, well, WC is a is a water closet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say he has definitely done stuff for them later. Like, the record in 84, I think he did the artwork for.
0: This is totally his artwork, though. Oh, yeah, oh, that's, I'm pretty sure it looks him, like yeah. it.
1: But, I mean, come on. This is fucking shit liquors, man.
2: This release in this particular is particular, like, too. Is... This is,
1: like, the it's a, This is the shit liquors record, and this is, like, the... This is how we get like I know we mentioned anti Simics is how we get like the noise hardcore like That's this true. is all this is the underground version of anti Simics.
0: I should mention also for his ranking, sorry I forgot. Uh, Shitlickers is fifty two, Radis is seventy seven.
1: I'm 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 very biased like I am very biased on this one. Radis record is good, I think up against a lesser record, a lesser known record that I liked, that I I probably might lean towards them more, but like i'm showing my hand here
0: i will i will yeah. say i will say i will feel good either way because they're kind of opposite ends of the hardcore spectrum shit Lickers does one thing extremely well and does it every time it is noisy straightforward but still catchy because the songs are so simple insane sounding vocals the Radis record has a lot of weird rhythms and sort of weird riffs that you don't notice at first you first hear it you're like this is mm-hmm. kind of a generic little bit hectic sounding hardcore record and as I've listened to it over the years, I just notice more and more things that I like about it. So there's sort of opposite approaches to playing this pretty similar style of music, and I think both of them work really well. Yeah. I think this is my favorite Raddus stuff, too.
1: Let's go I to it. To yeah. I just wanted to say
2: how funny it is. That, uh, there's a song called The Leader of the Fucking Assholes. The, yeah. the
1: Fucking Assholes. Yeah, great, great record. Three, two, one. <laughs> Sweet. Had to do it. Yeah, that you know what this this is a record that could go all the way.
2: And it's funny because it's like probably like the, what the shortest, shortest record too, less on the than four minutes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That you know this thing about it is like oh yeah you know you can listen to it like you know twenty times in a row if you want. <laughs> yeah, and the record that's after true.
1: it is pretty cool too. It's more fucked up sounding. Yeah. Yes, it is.
0: Yeah. Okay, so up next here, we have number 45, the Negative Effects LP, released in 1985 on Tang Records. That's from Boston, featuring Choke, later of Slapshot fame, versus number 84, the Mollenheads uh, Boat aus Spandau EP on uh, Pogar Records from 1983, a, a German group that is another one that I heard through this list many years ago.
1: Yeah, not many German bands really in hardcore that get represented at all a lot of them weren't
0: very good at during this time period this is maybe the best one probably the best one this record is really good
2: seems to be a general theme with uh german bands for the most part honestly (laughs) you know not no disrespect to any german listeners this this one's
1: great though this is great sort of early learning i'm trying to learn german so i mean they got some good stuff but
0: this this one's good. It's like early D beat with a nice flange pedal at the end. Pretty noisy, pretty weird, somewhat yep. memorable songs. Really angry, sort of hectic sounding vocals. Definitely a good record.
1: Good record. Negative uh, Effects
0: is of course famous for being like the fastest fucking thing at that point with yeah. really pissed off sounding choke vocals.
2: Uh, choke sounds also awesome full length. On this. He does. Like, he sounds pretty mad. Pretty I will. S-
1: solid. I mean, it's just a solid. It's a. Again, classic for a reason. Yeah, a bunch of memorable songs. rises to the songs. top for the most part. Great fucking memorable songs, I think.
2: Pretty memorable, uh, you know, iconic cover art.
1: Yep, iconic cover art. I think you, I agree with your statement you mentioned off mic that the, when they really slow it down, it's not very interesting. I would
0: say more generally, it, it, it drags, maybe drags isn't the word, It's it's definitely one note for a full length. Like, they only do one thing and it's, done pretty well but it's not my favorite recording and it it I could use a little bit something a little bit more varied in tone yeah. on an LP ideally um it, it's it's always a little tough going 7-inch versus LP which we're going to do a bunch of times mm-hmm. but uh, you know critical record in the history of hardcore punk from you know th- this would be called a legendary band for
1: sure for sure spark you know it was the start of something a great legacy of of different bands power you know. violence and all that all kind that of stuff, stuff definitely yeah. came from this in Boston. Boston hardcore is very important to power violence and fast hardcore in general. Um,
2: you got l- crossed out doing uh, cover the cover of protest. Yeah. yeah, Uh
1: Let's do it. Three, two, one. Negative, Negative effects.
2: effects.
1: Sorry, Melonheads.
0: I was tempted. I almost gave it to well, Melonheads. Melon more like Melonheads
1: really because y'all bunch of fucking melons. <laughs> I'm gonna knock you fucking. I'm gonna knock you ahead.
2: together. Boom.
0: Another, Boom. Uh, of of the losers so far, that's definitely one I would really recommend people listen to. That's a great record. Yeah. Um, so up next we have the we have number sixty, the agnostic front United Blood EP, self released from nineteen eighty three. Going up against the BGK Jonestown Aloha record, also from eighty three on Vogelspin Records. Uh they're both from eighty three? Yes, Agnostic Front, of course, from New York City, PGK from the Netherlands, and one of the only uh, European hardcore bands, especially if you exclude the UK, who toured the U.S. extensively. They played here a lot. Very hardworking band
1: yeah yeah. Um, yeah, bgk great band. they played uh,
2: yeah buffalo and syracuse i'm pretty yes. sure yeah. back in the day yep. wow. wow that's cool
0: the, and uh, unlike a lot of other euro hardcore bands the influence you hear from them is less they don't sound like a discharge ripoff they sound like they were very influenced by american hardcore yep but yeah. they added a sort of uh euro sheen to it it's very pretty very tight very some intricate riffing good musicianship Biggest criticism I have of BGK is the vocals are a little bland. That would be my criticism yeah, of them. Sounds say. like a
1: Dutch man. Euro. That's a lot of times how Euro, like the more non UK Euro stuff, can be sometimes. Yes, agreed. Um, yeah, I would say both both of eighty three. Uh, like I like Agnostic Front, not this my record, favorite. This record, yeah, I like Victim opinion way better. Straight
2: up, sounds like a bunch of teenagers yeah, like banging I've, like their instruments. Compared, like-
1: compared to the two bands, it really is like bands first release and then like band that's been a band for like five years that's what they sound the, the i mean the agnostic oh, yeah. it,
0: teenagers is almost generous it sounds like 12 year olds i mean <laughs> yeah it is crazy it's almost why i'm tempted to vote for them and i won't get my hand away but like it is so much more amateurish than most other records from this genre from this period and this record was that's milieu was filled with that obviously the songs average about maybe twenty five seconds long. Yeah, rabies not long, from yeah. Warzone is playing drums, and that's a stretch to say that he's playing them. He's doing something <laughs> he's with he's the trying drums. To. <laughs> Roger hadn't uh, bar- developed his signature vocal style at all yet because Crucifix hadn't played New York yet, as we've mentioned. So he's just sort of barking at you. Um, I mean, nothing else sounds like United Blood. Nothing else no, sounds like that. No. It's fucking crazy, and well, I can't. I mean, can't it say
2: does. it. Uh, teenagers banging yeah. pots yeah. and pans together in the kitchen.
0: <laughs> I can't say the songs aren't memorable though, because some of those stuck with me. I, the song "Fight Foot Fight" "Robo Fight Foot Fight" "Robo Fight for Fight" "Robo Fight." I mean, I know how that song goes, so that's true. Let's see, I'm curious. Uh, uh, I would say
1: mean, that, here's the thing: Agnostic Front has a longer legacy than BGK though. BGK has a better record than this too, though. The White Male Dominance yeah, record. Yeah, that one better. is really good. Um, but like, as far as I know, I don't. They, they didn't really do too much after. I
2: don't think. Not really. No. So I mean, they got funny song agnostic. titles like "Get Killed" and "Pill Party." So, uh, oh, let's yeah. go. Let's do
1: three, two, one. B G K. Yes, sir. B G K
2: just. I love they're just uh, play, they're
1: kind of like, it's again it's I I prefer a more professional These guys, they just, sound
2: like seasoned pros at this. yeah exactly they
0: do, which is remarkable because I how old could they have possibly been I do love yeah. the BGK record I think it's underrated overall uh because in general is underrated if, if, if you like American hardcore I mean, like I said, as I mentioned before I've known lots of people who were kind of like I like American hardcore I'm not going to listen to shit from Europe from the 80s if there's one to <laughs> check out check this one out because this is still going to be up your alley um so up next, this one's a good one. We have number thirty-seven, the "Cause for Alarm" "Cause for Alarm" EP from, I believe, also nineteen eighty-three.
2: Victory Records.
0: On, I think it was reissued on Victory Records. That that wasn't what it was on first. Yeah. Oh. It was initially released. It was this was also self-released from eighty-three from New York City, versus the number ninety-two, the Stalag thirteen "In Control" twelve-inch from, I believe, nineteen eighty-four. And yep. that I am gonna verify what label it was on, but
1: what what rankings are they?
0: The, uh, it's so cause for alarm is thirty seven. Stalag thirteen is ninety two. Ooh, well. And stalag thirteen came big, out on big gap here. This was oh, it was on Upstart Records, which I've never even heard of, and this is from nineteen
1: eighty four. Stalag thirteen, uh, classic
0: Nardcore band. Yeah, straight edge as well. The, early, uh, early straight, straight edge band, band from California, SoCal.
2: Sounds like an amalgamation uh, of. Uh, Seven seconds and Minor Threat, honestly. That's for sure. I yeah. will say
1: this. Still Lock 13, love them. I, I love this I record, fucking, too. I never really listened great. to this band. I fucking, yeah, this is fucking great. Not something I ever really kind of gravitated towards, I think. But I as I was listening, I was like, yeah, this is really, damn.
0: I just really kind of got hit. into them a few years ago. Ruling Cause is. for Alarm is one that when I was a teenager and I was really into American hardcore, I listened to that Cause for Alarm record all the time revisited it and didn't like it as much. There are some very memorable songs. Uh but uh, and they're catchy, but it's kind of bland in some ways too and the production sucks, which isn't really their fault, but it is what it is. What I think Slug 13
1: is great production. Classic New York hardcore bands, I don't ever think cause for alarm.
2: No, you know. I mean, I think like, you know, the good Agnostic Front yeah, cause think... for alarm, but <laughs> yeah. not the band. Um so, no offense to Cause for Alarm, uh,
1: b- not bland i wouldn't say it's not bland um it just it, it seems of its age versus the Slot Sol- 13 again has a more a timeless kind of like unique interesting quality to it good catchier songs I think. yeah
0: i will say they do a good the songs are a little longer but they for me at least don't get boring which not a lot of hardcore no. bands can pull yeah. off cause for alarm is definitely more like just short blasts and if you they, like
1: faster hardcore then yeah you probably would like C O A. They do have some catchy or CFA.
0: They do have some catchy bits that I like. The breakdowns have probably aged the worst on there. Breakdown technology wasn't that advanced yet, so there's some kind of goofy like pentatonic riffs. But I don't know. This one was a little tough for me too. I do I do like both these records a lot. This is one that challenged my uh preconceived tastes from many moons ago.
1: Well, let's go. Three, two, one. A, a lot right? of cards.
0: Damn. I didn't and think that would be a consensus. That, okay.
2: I mean, honestly, I could have, uh, that could have gone either way, but just thinking about it, it was like, yeah, that cause for alarm record, like, really isn't, like, I memorable. feel dirty. It's not memorable. I feel
0: dirty because I loved, loved that cause for alarm record when I was younger. I mean, that was, I listened to it all the time. It just, you know, sort of my uh, perspective on it changed, I guess, as I got older. Up next, we have number 53. That turvit Cadet, Areton uh Joulo, apologies to any Finnish listeners, uh, EP from 1982, released on Poco Records. That's a Finnish band for those who are not aware, versus a Canadian band, Sons of Ishmael, Ishmael, with their Hayseed Hardcore 7 inch. Ishmael. Ishmael uh Hayseed Hardcore 7 inch from 1985. Um, another tough one for me. Um, what did, what did you guys think? I, I know you hadn't... I don't think you guys had heard Sons of Ishmael before. Never no. heard them.
2: Uh, they
1: were pretty good, though. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um. I will say this is a tough matchup because I love Tervi Cadet. I love Finnish Hardcore. However, not my favorite Tervit Cadet record, but also still just really good. And the yeah. Sons of Ishmael one, also really good, like... Really fast and really sick guitar playing on it.
0: Catchy too, sort of goofy
1: vocals, yeah. but in a good way.
2: The one thing holding it back is definitely the production is a little weak. Yeah, uh, like I don't know, awful, maybe yeah. it's
1: me, maybe it's just recording less to it. Like the last like three songs, the drums disappeared and the guitars were turned up way too loud.
2: That could have been like some live. I don't know. Or I gotta like maybe I. I have to
1: re-listen I just remember like being at work and just being like what the fuck happened to the produ-? like halfway like I think it's just
0: that the drums are like the recording's horrible and that was yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this is that fi- hurts it
1: ter-
2: ter- Tervee
0: Cadet 53 versus Sons of Ishmael 76 um, so Tervee Cadet was ranked higher in Pusshead's view I will say production on that record's really good oh
2: killer yeah. for coming out in like what was it, like 80, 81 or 82 yeah. Yeah. yeah also very graphic artwork guy getting yeah. a lit candle shoved up his ass it Ooh. looks like
1: Boy. I will say turvy Cadet leads the pack in term like especially under eighty four LP in just really weird fucking songwriting. Yeah. A uh, really crazy band. Uh love to see. It. And they all all their songs are also all like pretty short too. Yeah. So this is a very tough one. Tough one for me. I kinda still don't know where I'm gonna choose, but uh
2: Oh, I know. Oh, you know, okay.
1: I mean not you, but I mean
2: I know what I'm picking. So.
1: Oh, you wanna wanna go for it? We can go for it. Three, two, one. <laughs> to I, it get me back. I wasn't totally
0: sure either because I, I do really like that Hazy hardcore record. But I was
1: uh, initially gonna go Sons of Ishmael, but I think listening back, like thinking back, I should say, it's like. Tri Cadet's kind of a better it kinda,
0: band. It moves the needle a little bit more. It was more more ahead of the curve. Although Sons of Ishmael, I will say, definitely not a totally generic hardcore record. It's got some no, they're just things going on that are kind of unique.
2: More confined to the uh, you know, obscurity. Yeah, I been. think a B list kind of band yeah. versus an A list band. Like Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, like Travit Cadet, I guess. They're, I'd say they're probably well, one of the biggest Finnish punk bands, right? Yeah, for sure. I would agree.
0: So. Our last
2: Mash before we're at the halfway point.
0: We have number forty four, the Battalion of Saints Fighting Boys EP from nineteen eighty two on Neutron's Records. And that is up against the D. kreutzen uh LP on touch and go records from nineteen eighty four. That is uh again, number forty four versus number eighty five. So we have Battalion of Sanks ranked quite a bit higher than yeah, Dick Kreutzen. Well,
2: the the Kreutzen record is yeah. really – I thought it was, like, higher than that. Jeez, yeah. yeah. Low, man. And that
0: is uh, San Diego facing off against, I believe, Wisconsin. Milwaukee. 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 So this this was a challenging one for me as well. This is one where I sort of had to challenge my preconceived tastes. And uh,
2: We know you love uh, BOS. Things. I
1: do yeah. love BOS. BOS – I will say this. BOS – underrated band
2: great seven inch too this is a good this is a great record yeah it's it.
1: not they're they're not playing as fast yet
0: it's more in the uk subs vein yeah and with less of the sort of fast motorhead and influence style you hear on the lp yep and i hadn't i've you know i've had them in rotation regularly for a long time i hadn't listened to D, D- in forever until it came time to do this and we were jamming them in the car so i know you got D Kreutzen takes i i love
1: D Kreutzen. um fucking crazy like like i i like stuff that pushes the envelope yeah um and decroits in in 84 they're pushing the fucking envelope i mean that's like, what
0: swayed me in the last pick is is towards tervey cadet
1: so so i think the, i know where this is gonna weird go fucking like grooves and rhythms on this the vocals sound like crazy Like they are super fucking tight. There's guitar leads
0: that are doing yeah weird things rhythmically and harmonically, to a degree.
2: Really good production too on the decrying. Great production, like that that like
1: '80s production that you don't hear anymore with the guitars. You kind of hear it on like "Christ on Parade." We've mentioned yeah, like kind of chorusy a little effects like where it sounds like warbly. Yep, yep, but like. It actually
2: sounds like they had like a good budget to record with too. It's yeah. like, damn, this sounds it sounds like really pro.
0: It's another one on touch and go, by the way. Yeah. We've had a seen a lot of
1: those so far. What
2: I, I would it's it's this is a
1: this is a not as tough, but like yeah, the the Battalion State stuff is really good. Yeah. Battalion State's a really good band too. Overall, I can try not to account for that at all. Um it's interesting that he puts this diekreuzson seven inch or twelve inch instead of like the cows and beer um i like i like this better than cows see, and beer if if this was cows like this and
2: better. beer against this battalion of Saints record I'd probably pick the the battalion of Saints record yeah this I what makes it a little bit more tougher
1: yeah, yeah. um all right well let's, let's see let's what we get have. to it yeah. three two one diekreuzson
2: I would,
0: go, I would echo tim's take you know I, I think this is cows and beer is more of a generic hardcore record but this one is just so ahead of the pack musically that it, it's i gotta
1: give it up to them
2: Battalion hey, like battalion saints you didn't make it but uh, we love you anyway. we love you Bat-
1: yeah. battalion saints and like dude the Dyke kreutz in public access video from like 84 or something like yeah, that is like sick. so sick like yeah great fucking killer band uh and you should definitely listen to their other stuff because it definitely leans more metal, like almost alternative rock kind of. It's still good. Uh, I remember really that October good. file record being good. Yeah, that one's good. Let's uh, let's take a break here. Take and, a Break, uh, and we'll come, know, back come back later with the second
0: half.